Hello, you gore fiends and horror hounds. This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I always am by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing good. How's it going? Guess what? You know, what? dead, sometimes it's not as good, but it's better to be dead than to be bringing back the dead to a life. Sometimes. Well, sometimes. That is better. They say that so many fucking times in this movie. I was like, I get it. Sometimes, I think they say it three times. But it, it's too many times. You say it one time, and you're like, oh, there's the line. They're like, remember, guys, dead better. It's like, oh, we get it. And that they're at the very end. I know we'll get there. Spoilers for this whole brand new uh, new release, because we don't have any spoiler-free sections. Uh, Judd is sitting on the porch, smoking cigarettes and drinking beer, because that's what we know about his character. And he's like, you know... um, what they say about the dead sometimes dead is better he's like oh i was just like you're gonna say the line just do it get it over. yep there it is good job movie it's not great i i'd go further to say it's not good i didn't hate this whatsoever i really hated the remake the pet cemetery remake it's really bad i saw that in theaters I feel like if I had gone and paid theater prices, I would have had a little bit different of a viewpoint on this movie, but it's on Paramount Plus right now. So thank you, streaming, for saving me a trip. It was all right. I had an okay time with it. I would maybe watch it again. It, You know what vibes it gave me was the um, Leatherface uh, Texas Chainsaw oh, okay. Massacre prequel. And you know I don't like that movie. It It reminded me a lot of that, but better. Yeah, here's the thing is, I knew, because in, which, wait, real quick, which Pet Cemetery is this a prequel to? I th- Isn't this a prequel to the remake? Because I, I couldn't tell. Because I don't think from 1969 to 1989, so what's that, 20 years, Judd goes from, like, right. strapping young man to a grizzled old man where his shoulders, like, meet his ears. And <laughs> It's like in Star Wars, where in like 20 years, you go from Ewan McGregor to Alec Guinness somehow. Even less time now. Good job, Disney. (laughs) But, yeah, I didn't love it. So you are right. It's definitely a prequel to the remake. And with the masks and stuff. Okay, yeah, I get that now. I didn't hate the remake, to be honest. I I like the original way better, but I don't hate that movie. It's, It's whatever. It's not something I could seek out, but it's fine. Um... This, I don't know, dude. I feel like we have the story that's told, like, of when they did use it on a human, and Judd's involved in it and everything. I know that. That This should have been a short, not a feature length, because, man, they're stretching for this thing. Well, because that whole story, and I'm going to use the story that Judd said in the original Pet Cemetery, where it's like, isn't it like, yeah, Timmy comes back home, and, like, the whole town already knows he's dead. Where, like, they, the whole town was there to see him buried because the old Mrs. So-and-so who was doing the laundry outside of town saw him, like, wandering back in and he's all, like, lurched and stuff. And they're like, Timmy! Yeah. Um, I don't remember the story as much from the remake. I don't know if they said the whole town knew he was dead already. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'm not sure. So I can't ding it on continuity at all. No, I can only go off of, like, the original one, and it was very, like, quick. And But they fit everything in this. There's the dog, there's the dad that brings him back. Timmy, who 
I think it was coming back from World War II originally. Now it's Vietnam. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I guess we'll just jump into this thing. You have some credits? Yeah, let's record this fucker. Um, directed and written by Lindsay, who has the greatest last name ever, Beer. I think I'll have myself a beer. Oh, hell yeah. Right, and so we, we get an original writing credit for Stephen King, of course. Yeah, of course. Another one of his 8,000 adaptations. Did you ever read the book? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, that's one I've always meant to get around to because I love the original movie and I love part two. Yeah, um, the book doesn't really cover this that much because it's in the present day. So, like, the Crandall family and everything, you know, like, all them... But you do get him telling the story of the one time it was used on a person. But it doesn't go into much more detail than that original movie does, to be honest. It's pretty much all there. That's what I was wondering. I was wondering if they, like, dove deeper into it in the book or something. And maybe they explored some things in this movie, but I guess not. It's been a while since I've read it, but I don't think it went into much more detail than we got in the original movie. It's been a while. (laughs) All right. So you get some narration about the burial ground, and they built the deadfall to keep people out. So the Pet Cemetery, again, it's always such a confusing title, isn't the thing that brings people back. The Pet Cemetery is just where people bury their pets. Then there's the deadfall, a bunch of fallen trees and stuff, and then beyond that is the ancient burial ground that brings things back. Yeah, in the original movie, it's like there's the tiny pet cemetery, then there's the giant wall of, like, trees... And then it looks like they have to hike for 10 miles past that to get yeah. to the place. Where it's like, couldn't you come at this at any direction? It's like the pet cemetery is the one way you can go through. I get like, oh, there are real thick woods. People don't want to do landmarks change all the time. Who's to say yeah. they don't build a road right around there one day? Right. Yeah, there's some like um, art- entrepreneur type that like loves so, like the type that almost tore down the Mahoning drive-in to put in solar panels where he's like take out this ancient Native American burial ground pave over it yeah and we got our first sometimes dead is better uh, title card Ludlow Maine 1969 <laughs> <laughs> There's a man burying his son in the burial ground, and he puts the dog tags on the dirt, so we know exactly what's going on already. It's David Duchovny! As soon as, like, I'm like, uh, because this is an early Saturday morning recording for us, so I set my alarm for 8 a.m., got up at 8.30, um, and I'm, like, putting the movie on, and I'm rubbing my eyes and getting the sleepies out of them, and I'm like, is that David Duchovny? And my vision clears, and I'm like, holy shit, it is! Should I know who David Duchovny is? From X-Files. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Yeah. He's in a shit ton of stuff. I never knew his name. Oh, okay, yeah. But he's burying his son there. Puts a dog toy... Dog toys. I can't read my notes. <laughs> Here's a squeaky bone, son! His dog tags right over the, the dirt and everything. <laughs> the whole movie, that's how you know Tibby's coming. Is he hear little squeaks? <laughs> <laughs> but then, like... The dog lays on top of the dirt, and usually it's like overnight, I thought you had to leave him in and everything, but no, he just pops up right away, grabs the dog, quick cut to uh, Judd's moving out, joining the Peace Corps, 
And he runs into Tim's dad, Bill, David Duchovny. And he says, Tim got back from Nam early. Like, and there's this whole line throughout because he was drafted that Judd's dad paid off to have him not drafted. People are saying never proven or denied. Just it's there. Yeah. Well, because there's this like shade thrown at him constantly of everyone like looks down at him like, oh, you didn't go to the war. Oh, you're joining the Peace Corps. Oh, it must be nice for you. He goes to the hockey rink one last time with his dad because he's leaving the next day. And outside the rink, the sheriff and the mail lady are talking, saying they found a hole big enough for at least a dog. I'll start, well, let's say I'll call the others and start a search or something like that. So, like, they are aware of what goes on. There's a small group of people in this town kind of police it. You know what I mean? I like that they play with that. Of it's not the whole, like, over half the movie is with, like, Judd trying to convince everyone, no, guys, there's something wrong with Timmy and his dog. They did something to him in the dirt. He's dead. And everyone's like, oh, pish posh. I have uh, Jack Daniels to drink and ignore calls. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I like that there's like the secret Illuminati almost group of like, it's like the mailman, the sheriff, like the mayor, uh, Judd's dad. Yeah, it's the descendants of all the original um, settlers, pretty much, they said, too. Yeah. The next day, he's leaving with Norma. Uh, Norma was cut out of the original. I think they had her in the remake. I don't remember. But anyway, I never realized Norma was hot back in the day. Yeah, look at Judd go. (laughs) Um, They're leaving to join the Peace Corps, and his dad said something to him, like, I'm just proud that you got out. You go on, get out of this town, like, because... This town's a curse. It's going to keep you here type deal. And to prove that point, they're leaving. They're a mile into their trip, maybe. And they hit a crow that, like, cracks the whole windshield. They are literally, like, 20 feet away from the you're now leaving Ludlow sign. Yes. And they pull over, and there's Tim's dog right in front of the car, too, looking like it's about to die. Like, just covered in dirt, like, kind of heaving, bent over and everything. And so he gets out, he's going to walk it home, make sure it's okay and everything. Something I enjoy that they play with in this movie of like any time a dead thing comes back to life, it's bones and joints like crack and stuff. Like it has like rigor mortis setting in. Remember like Return of the Living Dead where you have to work out the rigor mortis and you like heard that cracking sound. It's not just a person walking around and being all loose and whatnot. No, like there's some like and they start to like almost like. By the end, Tim's neck is all fucked up, and he's walking around like this, like his shoulders up. And Yeah. Next, we cut to Manny and his sister Donna smoking weed in a sunflower field. She's leaving to do something with his, her art, and she wants Manny to come with her and everything like that. Yeah, and that's when like they start walking through the sunflowers field, and he sees like a spiral in one of the sunflowers, and it's dripping blood. When did Jigsaw show up? <laughs> I think it's supposed to be like the burial ground symbol or whatever, like the way the aerial shot of that. Yeah. They, they hear a noise and there's blood dripping from a flower or everything. He falls and a stake goes right through his hand. Dude, oh. they're treating this like it's a scrape. It's a piece of wood that went straight through his hand. Oh, God, I'm, I'm I'm out of commission for a week after that. I was like, I cannot yeah. believe I got half crucified. <laughs> uh, but Judd and Norma are walking the dog back home, and 
they get there and Timmy's talking to him through the screen door just being an asshole. Like, kind of, like, shrouded back there. You can't really see him too well and everything. It's so creepy. Because it is. It's, like, through, like, the shitty screen that's all dirty and stuff. And it, like, really washes him out and stuff. But he looks like a corpse. And he's acting yeah. all fucked up. Because he is. Yeah. But then the dog just turns and bites Norma on the arm and not like a little dog bite like about to take a chunk of flesh out of her arm and luckily the it's a big scary dog I think it's like a German Shepherd even though I've had German German Shepherd I love German Shepherds they're the nicest dogs miss you Tug um I would imagine like little Alfred like (laughs) Uh, Alfred's bites would hurt if he had all of his teeth I was going to say, he's just going to try to gum you. Like, the evil spirits are like... There's just a few missing ones. It's like, we picked the wrong dog. It's way too cute. It's walking sideways. <laughs> but, dude, it's like, bite on, and he's just trying to help her get the dog off. He's yelling at Tim, and Tim takes his good old time and just fires the gun into the air, which startles the dog, and it lets go and everything. Yeah, and, like... Judd's wrapping up Norma's arm and it's like, what the fuck, Tim? And then, like, Tim just lets the dog inside and he goes back inside. No big deal. They're at the hospital and they're going to be a while, so they're not leaving today like they're planning on it. And Judd leaves, runs into Manny outside, who I guess did go get his hand wrapped up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> he talks to him and tells him what happened. And Manny says, Donna saw him being strange the other day, too. He's being real weird and all this, so they know something's up with Tim. I love Manny. Just like Judd wants to talk to Manny, and Manny's almost mad that his friend is leaving him. He's like, "Well, what do you want to do, man? Just say goodbye. Well, goodbye. You just leave now. I don't care." <laughs> I think they're sad because it was like it's hard to get out of this town. It's one of those like places it seems like, and yeah. he feels like he's gonna get left behind and everything, which he is. Um, but by the way, the dude did just come back from Nam. I could see a lot of people just writing it off as PTSD. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I feel like I almost escaped the curse of the town I went to high school in because so many people I went to high school are still there in that bullshit nothing town for some reason that has nothing whatsoever. I think they're putting in a Dollar General. <laughs> the Dollar Generals thrive on dying towns, dude. But Judd goes back to talk, like, kind of confront Timmy, and his dad Bill stops him from seeing him. And he tells him, well, your dog attacked Norma. Nah, he's a good dog. Just, like, denies it. Nope, yeah, didn't like, happen. Well, he's like, oh, well, um, he wouldn't attack unprovoked. It's like, oh, yeah, like, Norma's fucking with him. Like, poking him with a stick. Like, ha, ha, ha. Judd goes back home, breaks the news, they're going to be staying for a little bit, and has a talk with his dad. And his dad goes, you know what you are? You're a hero without a cause. It's like a rebel without a cause, but worse. You're just looking for something to fight. <laughs> I'm not sure how this speech fits into the movie at all. Like, Judd's not really doing anything. He's like, no, no Norma got bit on the arm. Yeah, I want to leave town. And I would also, like, well, he ca- he wants to go into the army, it seems. Because, like, when they were at the hockey tryouts or whatever, they're like, draft numbers have been posted on the bulletin board. See if you've been drafted. Imagine how fucking scary that would be. Like, I walk oh, God, up yeah. and I go, Oh, there's my name. Canada, here I come. We're too old anyway now. Uh, but he could just sign up if he wanted to. You don't have to wait to be drafted. Yeah, true. So if you really want to go that bad, you could just go to a recruiting office. 
And we cut to Timmy writing a list of names and and saying, kill them all before they kill you and everything. It's all the people that are the descendants of the original settlement. That night, I can't tell if it was night or super early morning. Anyway, it's too dark to be having mail delivered. But the mail yeah. lady is bringing the mail and sees Timmy. And she's talking, well, oh, I didn't know you are back yet and everything. And then he's just being an asshole and like making fun of her dad who hung himself and everything like that. Things that she, and like quoting the suicide note that she's never told anybody or anything. Well, that's where like she's terrified. And then she goes back and she makes a call to the other like elders of the town that watch over the pet cemetery. And she is like reading the suicide note. And like the mayor's trying to like console her of like, there's no way he could have known. She's like, no, he read it verbatim. It was like, the evil's back. Yeah, they know what's up with him right away. Like, he could have picked a worse person to be a dick to because he just got himself found out. Yeah. Which, it, the whole thing, like, the actual creature itself, it's the Wendigo, right? Isn't that what the uh, thing is, the evil spirit? It was tied to the Wendigo somehow. I don't quite remember exactly everything like that. I, I believe. But I know it always kind of plays with that lore. A lot of liberties taken with it. Yeah. But then, like, that night, she's at her house after she calls and reports it and everything, and Hendrix, Timmy's dog, shows up and attacks her. I thought she was dead at first. I thought oh, I killed her. So did I, because, like, um, the elders are going to meet at the diner, which is going to be like, I want to be an elder. I want to go to a diner. Um, but all they eat is they order donuts. You don't get, like, sausage gravy or anything or good diner eggs, a cheeseburger. I think it was a, at a weird non-meal time. Everyone probably already ate. Like, everyone's just sitting there, like, barely, like, picking at their food, not really eating or drinking. I'm just there with a cheeseburger and fries. So what are we doing, guys? <laughs> like, the Brent, meeting was we... over five minutes ago, and they want to leave, but you have just started your second plate of fries. <laughs> They're like, we don't think you're really, in, like, your heart isn't in this. You just like the food. No, please don't kick me out of Diner Club. It's not Diner <laughs> Club. <laughs> But so this movie we're working on, it sounds pretty scary. It's not a movie. It's real life. It's happening right now. What happened to your face? That's cool special effects makeup. <laughs> and we got the Manny and, Don and Donna at this party, like, where they're all wearing animal masks and stuff. Uh, they're Native American. It's some kind of, like, traditional, fest like, party they have or something like this. And then I love the group of hippies in the corner, just dancing around by the VW bus, blowing bubbles. Yeah, everyone's welcome. It looks cool. And then Timmy shows up and very creepily, will you dance with me, Donna? And starts being weird as they're dancing. And it's like, there's no music playing, Tim. And then Manny just like tackles him when he starts getting real creepy at everything. And Tim stands up and goes, Manny and Donna will never get out. You'll die here. Nothing ominous about your friend saying that or anything. No, but this is another one where like he's trying to put like his arms like around her but his like joints are cracking and stuff and like his yeah. neck like he leans on her at one point and he's definitely like disfigured ish like his body isn't right that night judd's dad sitting on the porch drinking is like family tradition just it's, like judd that's all the judds do is just what are what's Crandall's? That's all the Crandall's do is just sit on the porch and smoke cigarettes and drink beer. And so as soon as I saw Judd's dad doing that, I'm like, it's because that's all they really know about the character. 
So yeah, what for I mean, the next like forty years he's just gonna smoke, chain smoke and drink? It's like, well, he was supposed to help keep the evil out, but he died of lung cancer like twenty five years ago. Cause he's smoking unfiltered sixties cigarettes. <laughs> I don't think anything was ever written about Judd's dad in the book. So like they had a blank slate. They could do whatever they want with him. No, just make him Judd. Yeah, just make him Judd. That's just family. Dad passed down the tradition of drinking and smoking. Here's my pack of cigarettes, son. They're yours now. <laughs> Judd has a nightmare that night, and he hears a noise. So he goes outside with a gun and everything, and he finds the old picture of him, Tim, and Manny with no like all the faces scratched out of it and everything. Judd wakes up in his underwear, puts on his big clunky boots and grabs a rifle. And he's running around outside in his underwear where his dad's sitting on the front porch watching him this whole time. Because Judd's in front of the house in the road, which I'm immediately like, there's going to be a car or like one of those big trucks that comes screaming by. is trying to lure him into the road. And then I love there's truck swerves around him. And then uh, Judd just goes walking back up on the front porch and him and his dad just lock eyes and not say a word judge just goes inside every time that trucker drives past that house from alchemy oh there's a underwear gun man that's where he lives <laughs> he goes back inside and almost shoots manny coming in through the window and like, use the front door yeah why wouldn't you use the front door manny yeah why are you sneaking in through the window it's like if i was like oh, i want to go see greg i'm in the johnstown area and it was just like oh i just start crawling through his window as he's coming inside like oh hey greg dude and like it's not like he sneaks into judd's bedroom window like he doesn't want to wake up anyone else or something it's just like the kitchen window what are you doing well, I love that he, like, climbs through the window and does the thing where you, like, fall through the window and he looks up. He goes, why are you sexy? Because <laughs> he's just in underwear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was actually funny. See, like, there's little moments with, like, yeah. oh, they were kind of right in a movie. I like Manny. He might be one of my favorite of the characters because he seems very, like, he's not like Judd where he has, like, a purpose. And he's like, oh, I, I got to find my purpose. I, I got to do something with my life. Manny's just hanging around. He's just, like, chilling out. He doesn't really want to be a part of this. I liked Manny and Donna. Honestly, like, those two, I don't know if it was the acting or what, but all mm -hmm. those two scenes I really enjoyed, like, they just seemed more engaging and everything. Yeah. But they're going to go to the church for the Old Town Records. Dude, it's like three in the morning. Go tomorrow. And I love, the, though, they go into the church and then there's drunk priest with his bottle of wine asleep on the pew. Because he wakes up and his bottle of wine smashes on the ground. He's like, oh, what can I do for you guys? You want to pray? <laughs> <laughs> but while they're going there, Tim is in Donna's house. She, like, runs and hides and she's pleading and she gets stabbed, but she cuts him back and runs out into the sunflower field, but he catches her and then hard cut away. So she runs by two separate cars into the field. I actually thought about this and have a very, oh, this actually makes sense. She didn't have time to grab keys or anything. She ran out of the house. Counterpoint, this is 1969, but the keys are probably in the car. I feel like people didn't leave keys in the car as much back then. Yeah, okay, we leave our house unlocked. I still feel like people just didn't leave the keys in the car. Maybe, I don't know. That's such but let's a just say 
of those old movies, they flip the visor down, they grab the keys. Yeah, but has that ever worked, or is that just movie trope? I what what what's the difference between real life and movie trope, Greg? Depending on how much how much of the real world are you in, how much movie world are you in? I stay in movie world. Every car I break into, no keys in the visor. I'm going to go, well, I can't do it now. It's 2023. No one does it anymore. I need a time machine. I need to find my friend to invent a time machine out of nowhere. <laughs> They're reading the records, and we have a flashback to 1674. Death is different here, Brett. I enjoy the flashback. Yeah, flashback's cool. It's pretty awesome. I love old school, like 1600s priest walking through with like the settlers the one guy looks like a pirate like to be just a guy walking around the forest with a sword and a big long jacket in the 1600s <laughs> did they come up to the burial ground and there's just one like native dude in there with the mask just playing doom 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 nothing else on his drum over and over again and they come up to him and they're asking like where's ludlow Ludlow is a person, not a place yet. And they said he was buried in sour earth. And they find him right outside the burial ground, eating like a freshly dead animal, not cooked or anything, just chomping on it and everything. I'm not sure what it was. The ribs are broken open. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was like a deer or a coyote or what. Yeah, I'm not sure. But, and then the guy who finds him, he jumps on him and starts chomping on him and... The people find him and see him doing all this. And they say the woods were the mouth of evil. And the town was named Ludlow to remind them of their sins. All this kind of stuff. Imagine like newly reawakened, possessed Ludlow is like eating an animal. He's like, I guess this is all right. Then a person comes up. He's like, oh, let me try this. He's like, oh, this is much better. Then like for him, a buffet shows up at right behind him. He goes, look at all the food. <laughs> Judd's dad is looking at this book that was left to him that one day he's supposed to pass on to his son, kind of explaining all this stuff, like ways to deal with it and all that. And I think this is a new part of the mythology added, aim for the eyes. You have yeah. to hit him in the eyes. I don't recall that in anything else. Like I said, the remake's been a while since I've seen it, but I know the original pretty well. I don't recall aim for the eyes in any of it. I don't remember anything with the eyes before this, because even remembering the original movie, when um that lady from Star Trek Next Generation comes back with like the short hair and dad's sitting there playing cards on the floor, her eyes missing. Yeah, so I don't think it has anything to do with that. And no. I think he kills Gage with a needle. Like he injects yeah. him with something. So yeah, yeah he just poisons him, so Tim buries Donna, and the next morning Bill walks in, Bill Tim's dad, on Tim just eating raw meat from the fridge. Oh, he just has the fridge open, just, like, sucking on, like, raw meat. And David Duchovny's like, uh, where's, um, the dog? Uh, it died. Is that its blood? No. And then something about, like, he stands up, and he's, David Duchovny says something about, like, I've missed the old Tim, and Tim goes, Tim's not here anymore. And, like, skulks out of the room. It's not the dog, though, because the male lady killed the dog, she says, mm -hmm. at the diner. So that's legit not the dog. No, no, that's Donna. Yeah. No, that's not Donna either, because we see her in a little bit. Well, he killed her. Yeah, but I don't think he's eating Donna. 
Well, no, he's not eating Donna, but he has her blood on him. That's oh, I got you is. now. Oh, I see yeah. what you're saying. Uh, Judge questioning his dad, and his dad takes him and shows him the pet cemetery, and explains the deadfall, all this stuff. We've been battling with this for generations, and... To where they're like, um, your great-grandfather's the one that made the dead fall. So it's just the Crandalls just did everything about this. Yes. Also, just Grandpa made a pile of trees. Like That's it, his life's legacy, Brett. Old man Judd climbs over it. No, no issue. If anything, it's drawn more attention. If I'm a kid and I I'm see like, a pile of knocked over trees, I'm like, Jungle gym. Ooh. Hell yes. Yeah, or I can use some of these to make a fort. Yeah, I feel like that does more harm than good, but whatever. Or I wonder what's on the other side of that. Maybe just plant a bunch of bushes there. If anything, that would keep me out more. I don't want to go through all that. No. Yeah, like uh, rose bushes or something with stickers. Yeah. <laughs> Dad's going to go get the sheriff and Marjorie, the male lady, to deal with it. Manny comes home, and it's a wreck, because the fight that went on last night, and the cop shows up, he's like, Manny, but nothing, it's just a hard cut right after there. I don't know. Yeah. Did the sheriff send him to get him? Like, I don't know. None of it's explained. Yeah, I'm guessing they just kind of know stuff's up, so they're, like, the Avengers of... Ludlow are running around like, well, let's hit up some of these places that just to see. I think there's a deleted scene. I almost bet yeah. for sure. Like we're missing something with that. Probably. Which I got to say, this movie is only 87 minutes long, which yeah. I've heard good and bad things about this. And I was like, well, at the very least, at least it's under an hour and a half. They didn't feel like they had to make this a two hour and 10 minute long prequel thing. Good on Pet Cemetery Bloodlines for like a oh, quick in and out story. Well, like I said, it could have been a short. So the 87 yeah. minutes even kind of felt stretched to me, though, to be honest. Yeah, at times. But at the hospital, Norma's still there with her bite wound and everything. And everyone's kind of yells, makes a commotion because Donna shows up looking all like the fresh dead. And Norma's trying to help her. She's like all covered in dirt because she just came out of the ground. She goes to clean her up, and she's washing her feet, and she doesn't pull or anything. This is gross. She just puts a light bit of pressure, like, to get the dirt off, and pulls down, and the skin of her feet just, like, peel back. This is gross. I don't know why this is so disgusting. It's really disgusting, and, like, if uh, they played with it with Timmy earlier, where he was, like, picking at his fingertips, and, like, the fingertips were coming off. But that almost seems like that makes more sense, because he's been dead longer. Donna just died. Sure, her skin be already coming off? Probably not. Also, why do the evil spirits never be like, well, they immediately identify us because we're covered in dirt. So maybe I should go shower and freshen myself up a little bit. And now I can kind of go into society a little bit longer than just like, Donna, why are you covered in blood and dirt? We just showed why they don't shower. You take your skin off. Yeah. But she stands up and is being super creepy and everything. And Norma runs. She finds, like, a body laying there that looks like it has his neck twisted and a nurse standing there. And Donna comes up and just kills the nurse right there, stabs her. Yeah. Uh, there's a big chase. She runs upstairs and it's a dead end. And she's somehow cut off by Donna. The most I've seen Donna walk is like, eh, eh. 
<laughs> like all creaky and barely open. How did she cut her off? And she's full on running. Well, because she spent way too much time at the locked door being like, let me in. And then there was like a cracked open door that she like, Donna's so close to it. She just kind of like skirts in real quick. Then Donna grabs like a crutch and is choking Norma and like lifting her up the wall, like by her throat with this crutch and everything. And it cuts away. I thought she was dead, but I'm like, so they're changing continuity, but whatever. Yeah, so did I. I was like, oh. Maybe Judd just likes women named Norma. Judd's dad is confronting Tim's dad, and Judd and the others show up. Manny's there, and Tim's dad, like, is cooperating at this point. He realizes that's not his son and everything. He's like, do what you have to do. Because they do say the evil, like, lures people to do this. Like, even people who know better, like, I guess, like, tempts you or whatever and gets you to do it. Because they mentioned that at the end of the movie when Judd's like, oh, it seems to almost tempt me at times to bring people there. It's like, oh, yeah. that's why as, when he's an old, feeble man and maybe his mind isn't as sharp anymore, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll take you to the Pet cemetery, Evil Woods. I found you another one. They're spreading gas around the house. They're planning to burn it down. Just burn it. Wait outside. Yeah. No, you don't have to do this covert operation inside. Just light that fire. Yeah, why are you searching for him? Oh, let's all split up and go in opposite directions in the dark house. Yeah, they do a let's split up gang once they're in there. And Twice during this movie because they do it again in a minute. Yep. Uh, Marjorie gets axed in the barn and she's dead. Manny finds Donna's things and Donna shows up in the kitchen with Manny and Judd. I don't know why she's there. I don't know, but still. And... I get, like, it would be harder, like, when it's, like, your sibling to put them down and everything, Um, but thankfully. You know what I just realized? Marjorie's Pam Greer. Oh, I didn't even realize that either. We covered her earlier this month. Mars Attacks. Jackie Brown, Mars Attacks? Holy shit, that's insane. But I don't know what her big thing is. Timmy just wanted to axe her a question. (laughs) Every time there's an axe kill. I know. And there's a lot of them. <laughs> the laugh is more out of habit at this point. <laughs> like, yes, Brad, I get it. Wait until we do The Shining. No. <laughs> but like, he's, like, protecting Donna as she's slashing him, like, not letting them kill her and everything. Finally, Judd's dad comes in and is like, Manny, you know you have to let me do this. He steps aside, he shoots her, and he does our next appearance of Sometimes Dead is Better. And then he, (laughs) for his sins of overusing the classic line, is stabbed with the gun from Donna. Michael Myers Halloween 4 style right through his, like, stomach. Holy shit, I did not expect that whatsoever. And that's exactly what came to mind for me as well. Michael Myers from part 4 when he stabbed him with the gun. What kind of fucking force does it take to do that? (laughs) He doesn't even get the line out. Like, sometimes dead is but And then he gets it. Thank you, Timmy. Manny shoots her between the eyes, and Bill, Judd, and Manny go to the cellar to wait out the fire. Brett, we've had a lot of dumb decisions. We are a horror movie podcast. We are used to these. To move the plot along, characters have to make bad decisions, or else we'd have no movie. They're standing in a kitchen with windows. Tim's dad comes in. Fire's burning. One, you could have waited to light the fire, or lit it and knock on in, like we already said. There's a series of bad decisions. But... Let's go into the cellar to wait it out. 
And then what? Fight through the rubble to get... Go out the window! Because this is the worst decision in the world. My father was a professional fireman for over 30 years. Some of the worst horror stories he would say is, it was a basement fire. Those you those are like death traps. They, they're so dangerous. They're so horrible. Because like you said, you're at the very bottom where everything's going to fall and collapse on top of you. I know they get down to the basement and they go, oh, look, there's a tunnel. They didn't know it was there when yeah. they went down there. They're legit just killing themselves at this point. Yeah. There is no benefit to going down there whatsoever. Oh, I could just feel my dad like twitch at home being like, there's been a disturbance <laughs> in the force. What does someone made a bad fireman decision? <laughs> that I legit might be the worst decision we've covered all month is that choice right there. Oh, the house is starting to catch on fire. Looking around all the windows and the exits, there's a actually a fluorescent exit sign right by the door. To the basement. Let me throw the table off the uh, latch, the hatch door, to go down there. It's not even, like, fully ablaze yet or anything. You could walk to the door, probably. Yeah. But they're in the basement, and they find a tunnel that said, Tim must have made this. Dude, when we go into this tunnel, it is like rock. Like, he is, with his, now we've determined, very, like, Easy to tear flesh has carved a mine next to the house through the rock and everything that not only is big enough for all these people to walk through, they don't even have to, they just have to duck to get into it, and then they can stand. But like it has multiple turns, everything. What is this? Also, where did he put all the rock and dirt? Where did it where to go? This this is ridiculous. This is bullshit. There's no big pile of dirt in the basement piled up somewhere. We never see that anywhere. He just eats the dirt. Is he Bugs Bunny? Like he just like burrows through and you see that little dirt pound above him? Yeah, he just digs through. Which that is interesting that he's like, he came from Vietnam and he's making all these like underground tunnels because they played with that a lot during the war. Like the little tiny bit I know about Vietnam, but I know that there were tunnels. It's interesting, but it still makes no fucking sense. I no. get the metaphor they're putting there, but it can't work. No. But Judd finds Norma's necklace, and they realize she's in there somewhere. They can't hear her for some reason in a very echoey rock tunnel, but they know she's there somewhere. Yeah. Well, because she's taking a mud bath. She's like ex- exfoliating her skin. She's going to come out of that looking fabulous. She's laying down, and it's a little damp, but then water starts flowing in for reasons I'm unsure of, and just starts really flowing in. She starts kicking the wall, and then she kicks Uh, the wall, and it it makes things way worse. And our three, Bill, Manny, and Judd, split up, because the tunnel does split. Again. They're gonna cover each way. Let's split up and search for this ape man who eats hamburgers. Timmy is in there. I can't see shit in this scene, Britt. This is so hard for me to see this particular scene. I don't know what's going on. Well, I do enjoy of, they play a little bit around with like, Timmy is now scurrying around a little bit and he starts to act a little bit more creature-esque than like human. Of He starts like running on all fours. He starts like doing these weird turns with his body that aren't like natural whatsoever. Yeah. So it's like the he monster. He gets the dad here, right? I don't remember. We don't see the dad at the end, so I assume he got the dad. Yeah, must have. And they 
get through the tunnel, Judd and Manny, and end up in the woods. They never found Norma, but they make it out into the woods by, like, a lake, it looks like. And Judd goes into the pond, and Tim is hiding underwater, like, waiting for him. It's like and- an alligator, just, like, lurking under the water. <laughs> They're fighting in the wa- water. Manny was injured from the fight with Donna. They gave him a flare gun for, if no one comes, shoot this in the other, find you. And he shoots... Tim right between the eyes during this fight and everything. Luckily doesn't hit Judd. And Norma being tied up and covered in mud somehow frees herself. She just yeah. gets out. I love that it wasn't the damsel in distress thing. Like, she freed and saved herself. Yes. And she comes up and hugs Judd. And Judd and Norma move into his family's home. And Manny is leaving town. Judd sits on the porch. Lights up a cigarette. Cracks open a beer, and he's just going to sit on this porch and stare and wait for a doctor to move in across the street from him one day in a few years. I was going to say, like, he's so he because the property across from the house is just a field. So he sees this house being built yes. <laughs> in real time, just smoking and drinking the whole time for 40 years. And then monologues, we get another, sometimes dead is better, and... Get the fuck out of Ludlow or something like that for the end. And it's the end. Sometimes dead is better. They draw it out so much of like, this is the epic ending line. And like I said, I was just so like cringing of like, no, I get it. Just, just say the line. Yeah, I know you're ramping up to it. I know what you're doing. Just do it. Yeah. And then credits on Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. Okay. Um, fun like i said liked it more than the remake nowhere near as good as the first two but if they did another entry in the pet cemetery series originally after seeing the remake i was like fuck you no the only reason i watched this is to do it for the show and then it was also on streaming now i'd be like okay i'll give you a little bit of a chance i like some of the things you did I didn't love it. It wasn't where I hated it. I wouldn't have turned it off if I wasn't covering it for the show. It's not one of those. No. I would have finished it out. But yeah, it just didn't. It felt kind of like hastily thrown together and everything like that. Uh, and this almost feels like secretly released. Like just from like following horror stuff. I knew it was coming out. So I was watching for it. I haven't seen shit about this movie though. Like advertising or anything. No, not at all. Um, anything else, or you want to get into Count of the Dead? I say let's get into the Count of the Dead, ah, ah, ah. Alright, the Throg with Horror Count of the Dead, where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you think we got with Pet Cemetery Bloodlines? Um, there's a few in there I definitely know. Um, would you count Timmy? Yeah. You got shot between the eyes. Five? We got nine. Damn! Hey, I will never argue with more death. Red Scrake, Scout of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Not bad for this kind of Pet cemetery, Bloodlines, like you said, almost hidden movie. Yeah. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. So basically, I'll take something from the movie and I rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. Now come up with that thing right now. So... Judd's whole thing is like he got his vice passed down from his dad. Of yeah. Like he just his whole thing is like he's the watchman, but he just sits out there and smokes cigarettes and drinks beer. 
So I'm going to be, what vice would he be passed down from his dad to like, you have to have a vice to be a watchman, let's say. Okay. Sound this porch and do that vice and watch for the evil. What is it? A number one version is like, it's probably like beer. Because if yeah. you drink enough of it, you're just going to pass out on that porch. You're not aware. You're not like fully like heightened, like senses, like scanning, like trying to look for the evil. How many times, and we see it in the original Pet Cemetery, has he just passed out on that porch and the evil's yep. like, okay, he passed out and they go sneaking by. Yep. A number 10 is like coffee. Like, just exactly. become addicted to caffeine. You're up all night. Just get a coffee maker out there with you. You're fucking laser focused. Zoned in. I'm going to give Pet Cemetery Bloodlines a 6 out of 10. Okay. I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, Possibly might watch it again, just to see if there's anything that I kind of missed or anything. Um, I had a good time with it. If I had gone to see it in the theaters, I would have walked out being like, Okay. If I, I probably wouldn't have watched it again if I saw it in theaters because it probably would have made me a little mad that I paid that much to see it. But being on streaming, worth it. I went a little lower. Talking about it has actually raised it up a little bit from where I was. I think you pointed some things out. I'm going four out of ten. Uh, okay. Vices. Um, a lot of it felt 2000s remake-y to me, too. I won't lie. Yeah. I don't know why I got that vibe watching this, but I really did. Well, it's like I got the Leatherface prequel, like, kind of vibe yeah. from it a little bit of... They, yeah, it, was it really feels like, kind of out of place. It, people know, like, lore about this movie and, like, certain, like, points that we feel like we need to hit. Maybe we just hit it over and over again and they were like that. Yeah. No, but yeah, I'll go for. Oh, nice. Or unless you have anything else, man. No, that's all I got. Well, we hope that you're enjoying all these new releases during this Halloween season, especially how many released on, like, the same day there for a little bit. Yeah, dude, um, the one day, Exorcist Believer, Totally Killer, Pet Cemetery, Bloodlines, and VHS, what was 85, all came 85. out on the same day. Yeah, no, we can't spread that around the year a little bit, where we went months and months and didn't have anything new. No, but you know yeah. what? You gotta celebrate Halloween in October. There's going to be a ton of horror movies. At least you got some new stuff to watch. Because if you're like me, you're watching a horror movie, at least one every single day. Yeah. And we hope that Pet Cemetery Bloodlines has left your brain throbbing with horror. All right, that's the end of the episode, guys. You know the drill. Follow us on all the social medias. Just look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin. Please rate us five stars on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. And come back for next week for the next episode.